Disclaimer, right. if I'm burpy, it's because I'm drinking soda because I'm sleepy. Okay. All right, guys. So we're... Oh, we, we have an official intro now. Yeah, you're doing the most with this ASMR. <laughs> okay, we have our official intro now, so we've got to do it. So, all right. Hey, everyone. I'm Halise Beast. I am a digital storyteller and video producer. Hi, and I'm Mr. Halise Beast. Sure. Hi, and I'm Mr. Halise <laughs> Um, I enjoy going to the beach, and I am also an avid um, college football fan. And you're a nurse. And I'm a nurse. All right. This is the BeastCast podcast, your favorite aunt and uncle discussing married life and things like such as... On this week's episode, we are discussing this idea of uh, the pecking order. Um, in a previous Beast cast, someone, we, I had mentioned this idea of a pecking order in your relationship and where your spouse should be the number one, and then everyone else gets, should kind of be after your spouse. And a few of y'all in the comments asked for me to like diet go deeper into that in a beast mm. cast so here we are we're going to talk about it the same idea if you come if you're coming at this beast cast from i guess the sort of christian perspective is that idea of leaving and cleaving our our friends belief mel and mrs melanin they discuss this in a podcast episode how married are you their podcast so i will link to it either in the description box or in anchor notes or wherever you're listening slash watching this it'll be there and you can check it out because they have a very interesting discussion on it. And I'm going to go ahead and take this time to do a little um, intermission. Halise mentioned, uh, you know, notes or comments that somebody made and how now it's the subject of the podcast. Yeah. If you too would like to leave us a message or a topic that you'd like for us to discuss, go ahead and leave a voicemail on Anchor. Anchor is the platform that this uh, podcast is living on. Go ahead and leave a comment on the videos. Halise is very active on the on the platform, and so she either responds or she'll you know make a note of some of the subjects that you make. Um, I live for the comments, y'all. I read all the comments. Yeah, I really so, do. Comment, voicemail. It'll be in the notes. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, so today we're talking about the pecking order. And when I think I originally mentioned this in the previous episode, I was talking about it in regards to just like, just making sure your spouse knows that like you see them as number one. And then also in regards to how you interact, mostly I believe with family and friends, but mostly family. Um, And they so that they begin to see you and your spouse as a unit and don't try to wedge themselves in between y'all. And that's that's making it seem like everyone's out to get you. And they don't... They're not. Right, and they don't do it from like a malicious... In a malicious way. No. It's usually more just... At the end of the day, your parents aren't in your marriage. You know, they're your parents. So they're going to have a bias, right? And that bias is generally going to tend towards you as their child favorably, uh, whether you are right or wrong in the Mm. situation. (laughs) So you have to keep that in mind. And I know for me, this was actually something that my father told me very early on when we first got married. Because when we first got married and we were moving into our first apartment together, um, my mother 
wanted to help us move into that apartment together. Right. Yeah. And my dad came to me and pulled me aside and was like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to rein your mom in on this and she's not going to help you and your newly married husband move into your apartment together because I'm going to go ahead and put my foot down on that. Also partially because he didn't want to help us move. Yeah, in general, he just doesn't like moving in general. But also there was a lesson, (laughs) there was a lesson to be taught here. But he followed up too and was like, you know, your marriage is yours. And so as your father and also a person who's been married for a couple decades now, I'm going to let you know, don't let anyone get in your marriage. That is something you need to keep in mind now that you are a married woman. So, you know, enjoy moving into your new apartment. And I was like, oh, wow. Noted. And sure enough, that has come up even now, especially with everything. There have been times where I've had to actually pull my dad aside and be like, why are you in my marriage, sir? With all due respect, you know? Right. So she has a little bit more direct communication with her parents <laughs> um, on this topic as opposed to mine. Are, that's more of a gray area and I'd prefer not to discuss it, even though I brought it up. <laughs> um, well, I guess we are going to discuss it, huh? How do, then what's the episode about, homie? <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, I, I, I guess I have a little bit more difficulty talking to my parents about it. It's, it's gotten a little bit better, putting my foot down a little bit more. Um, but I don't know, just trying to not blur or trying to blur the line between like being a good or bad son and also, um, just cutting the umbilical cord because I don't answer to them anymore. I answer to you. So. I think what I don't want people to take away from this topic is that, oh, you got to just, you know, just be cutthroat with everyone that isn't your spouse now. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is just like, I think it's more about boundaries, like appropriate boundaries, because something that especially and then also not using this is like a topic that maybe you don't want to talk about, Mm. but not using your spouse as the scapegoat for things that you don't actually want to do yourself. (laughs) So, um, something that, (laughs) so something, and a reason that Mr. Hollius will give about things, which sometimes it is actually genuinely true. And then sometimes it is kind of like, you just didn't want to do that. And you're using me as the excuse, (laughs) but he'll say to people, Oh, well, let me talk to my wife about that. Or let me talk to Halise about that if it's people we know. When the reality is, is he just doesn't want to do it. And so he's holding off. Oh man, you're giving away my secret. You're giving away trade <laughs> secrets right now. <laughs> he's holding off, which is fine. Like when it's, when it's an interaction where you just don't, like, like a used car salesman or something like that. Well, I'm going to talk to my wife about it. Yeah, play that card. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for the most part, it's true. I right. mean, if, if I'm making a large purchase. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's affecting... It's not just my finances, it's our finances. Right. Um, so Check out our last episode. Whoa. <laughs> Great segue. Yeah. But, um, but then sometimes it is, like, in regards to, say, maybe it's a family event or something like that, where you're like, oh, let me talk to Halise about it, when the reality is that you just didn't want to go, and you're hanging, holding off telling them that you don't want to go. But then the problem with that becomes... Once oh, you, I see where you're coming from. With yeah, this. the problem with that becomes you keep doing that with family members. Then they start to resent me because they think right. I'm the catalyst for why you're not doing things with your family or why you're not answering or being the good son or whatever it is they were used to you doing, not realizing that before you used to just grit your teeth, roll your eyes and bear it. 
Whereas now you're actually just getting older and you just don't want to deal with it anymore, but you don't want to like be upfront with that. You don't want to deal with it. So, so you're get, using me. <laughs> if you want to get like super, like kind of superficial and yeah. biblical about it, then, you know, honor thy father and mother. You can still honor them. You can still respect them. Yeah. Um, and not want to hang out with them all the time. <laughs> and spend 18 years with them. Um, you should be out on your own. You should be doing your own thing. Yeah. What's the cost-benefit analysis? You, you know? Cost-benefit? Well, it's, it's, you said cost-benefit analysis it's a, for spending time with your family. It's a five-hour drive to and from. Um, not doing a whole heck of a lot. Woo. You know, I mean, like, you need a, you need... You need to see family, you know, you like, you need to, yes. Cause how much time are you going to have with them That's realistically? True. How much time are you going to have with anybody? Like the time is finite. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, all good points. Right. But so oftentimes I will make an excuse. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, I mean, sometimes a lot of times it's, you know, Oh, Hey, are you guys coming down? Or like, you can always come down to do this or that. And it's like, okay, Sure. And sometimes I don't know if you're busy that weekend or not. True, yeah. So I do need to consult with you. Yeah. Um, but other times it's like, well, you know, I'm not sure if we're going to go because Hollis is out of town. And then my parents got a little bit wise to that and said, oh, well, you know, feel free to come down anyway. Yeah, now and, they're starting They're starting to pick through it. They're starting to right. figure <laughs> like, oh. Well, I mean, if, if you're going to start, you know, kind of removing the veil and lifting the veil and seeing the the ugliness underneath and it's like okay well you know what i did not feel like coming down this weekend so i will see you guys eventually we interrupt this beast cast for a quick announcement beep 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 beep, beep, beep. <laughs> i should maybe put a little effect like that in there oh careful. i kind of like the way that i did okay it. we'll just use your voice or something. i think okay thank you for listening slash watching this beast cast if you're interested in supporting us the best and easiest thing you can do is like this video and or comment happily and or constructively constructively and or let the ads play we know they're very annoying but they really do help in supporting the channel and this beast cast it's how most channels get their revenue yes um even i mean it may be a large or small portion of it um some of them are a little bit helps some of them are a little bit long Mm -hmm. if you don't feel like you want to stick around for the entire ad Mm -hmm. um you know just stick around for as long as you can as long as you can bear yep every little bit counts yeah all right and then the other thing you can do if the spirit moves you patreon.com slash halise is where you can help support this beast cast financially um there is no minimum amount that you have to give um but you can set a monthly max as well so that way you can always fluctuate it depending on your budget we do have some new patreon producers that joined and we're excited about them welcome jamie evans hi jamie welcome lydia baird hello miss baird and hello swank smalls Smalls. so thank you so much for joining the patreon producer family we're happy to have you now back to the program yes back to the podcast beastcast boop I mean, you have to live your own life. And it's, again, a lot of this, it's, it's interesting tough. how much of this comes out of our current situation. Yeah. Because we are living with your parents. We are living with them. We are. So for those of y'all who are new to us in general, because you're new anchor slash wherever you listen to your podcast listeners. Um, first off, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by, first of all. Um, you're going to hear us reference the house a lot or mm. the housing situation a lot. And what we're talking the about... The storage unit. The storage unit. That's the another... sixth circle of hell? It's probably like three. It's level three. Anyway, but you're going to hear us mention 
mentioning that a lot. And what it is is um, at the end of 2017, we purchased a home together. And basically, we were our first-time home buyers. We just didn't. A lot of things failed. Point of the story is a lot of things right. failed, and we can't live in the house because the home is unlivable. The plumbing like doesn't work and things like such as. So we live. We have been living with my parents while we're working through yeah, figuring yeah. that situation out. Codependence. Woo. So yeah. Displacement. Displacement. That's how that's been going. So when you hear us say, well, you know, because of the housing thing, that's what we're talking about. Back to the podcast. <laughs> Because I, I can, I definitely understand how this is hard for a lot of people when they get married. This whole idea of the pecking order and leaving and cleaving, especially even not even just because we're coming at it from having to just learn how to coexist with parents, right? A mm. lot of people usually come out of it too from like prioritizing their kids more than their spouse. I'll see that happen a lot, Ooh. and that's like, whoo, that's tough. Because, you know, children do need a lot of attention, you know? But I know when I was growing up, my dad was very quick to acknowledge that my mom was more important to him than me. <laughs> which I was, which I appreciated, because then it also let me know that I couldn't, like, kids naturally, because I see it with Cedric already, too, my nephew, kids naturally will wedge themselves in between you as well. And so because my parents had a pecking order and I knew that I was not the top of it for either of them, I didn't, I couldn't try a lot of things. And even in the way that they raised me, I couldn't try a lot of things. Like nothing could really get by them. Oh, I want to go do something. And so I would be, you know, you, you know, as a kid, you strategize, right? Which parent seems to have had a better day, you know, which one's in a good mood or which Mm. one maybe wouldn't mind me not being here for a couple hours because like low-key they just want to chill and they don't want to see me really you know <laughs> and so I would ask whichever parent I felt felt that way but it usually never worked at the end of the day I would ask them like hey I want to go to the movies or whatever and then they would respond what did your mom say or what did your dad say and I'd be like <sighs> and usually what would end up happening is my response would have to be they told me to come ask you and that was, now that I'm older, I realize what that was. That was their cue to each other to be like, I don't care, you decide. They weren't ever really individuals to me as a child. They were one's unit. This one hive mind thing that never mm. let me do anything. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, that's a lot of projection. There. I'm just kidding. So really it just comes down to like who's, again, we use the hierarchy model because it's very easy to, and it's like, it's, you know, easy to envision. Mm-hmm. So you just have to think about yourself. Like, so who... In your, in your life, who's number one? It's got to be you. No one's going to look out for number one except number one. So, you know, how are you affected by things? And then just immediately below that, if not right next to it or, you know, on the same, the on the same plane, like right. right there. Yeah. then it's, it's your spouse. Because whatever affects you is going to affect your spouse and vice versa. Right. So um, that's towards the top, if not the top. And yeah. so what comes below that? Is it going to be children? Maybe. Is it going to be, you know, family or friends or whoever else? You know, it's it's going to be, that's that's the way it's going to play out. Everyone else is going to come below that. Because you also have to remember too, and I think this ties into that idea of like respecting your parents, but you also have to remember your parents aren't dealing with you day to day, hour to hour anymore. Right. Right. They did their time, if you will. <laughs> and now your spouse is the one that is showing up and showing out for you every day. And so 
the way you respect them, the way you honor them is by making them the priority in your life and mm. letting your parents fall to the appropriate level of priority that they should, which is honoring the commitment that they had to you, right? Had. Had to you um, by, you know, being involved in an appropriate level, an appropriate amount, but also like acknowledging that they don't have, they really don't have any claim to you anymore. Really, you know? Right. I mean, they still care about your well-being. But well, yeah, but they're always going to do, their parents, they're always going to care about your, well, I guess we're also assuming that you come from. Who's got more, who's got more skin in the game now? Yeah. It's you and I. Right. As opposed to like onlookers, which, you know, can advise or Monday morning quarterback, but. Right. There it's you like, go. But I'm the one, my blood is being shed. Right. So I don't know what game we're playing where blood is shed. Right. Totally. Because, I mean, the thing, I remember growing up, too, my, my dad was always like, if I got to come home and my wife, and he would, he would not say your mother, he would always say, my wife is talking about stuff that you did all day, I'm going to be upset because you're messing with my wife. Not, and he would always, like, she didn't become my mom anymore. She was his wife in those moments. And I was like, oh. Okay, mm. you know, mm-hmm. like it's, like there's just a different in difference in language that happened, where I was just like, oh, I need to make sure that I'm on my p's and q's or whatever mm. with this woman. It's very, it's very much, <laughs> it's very much like a team sport or like tribalism too, like within the yeah, family. Yeah, totally. There's gonna be kids, and then there's like mom and dad. Mom and dad have to be a unified force. Right. And it's the same like mom and dad or like the married couple has to be a unified force in the family. They have to be a unified unified force to any external force as well yeah be that other family members used car salesmen what have you (laughs) yeah totally i don't know i mean i I think that's just like the biggest thing it's this idea of yeah leaving and cleaving as they say biblically and doing that it's a lot easier said than done you know we still have issues with it you probably have issues with it Mm. I still I have issues with it sometimes, but as a whole, I feel like it was not very hard for me to leave and cleave. I did not have too much of a struggle, which is interesting because I came from a very like well-rounded, loving, tight-knit mm. family. Mm, but I, I did had, too. Yeah, but I had no problems being like deuces and like <laughs> starting my own life. And maybe that's because I'm the youngest. I don't know. And also, you're always kind of ready to be gone, you know. Um, but I didn't really have a lot of problems doing it. Did you? I mean, I, in order for me to do it, in order for me to exert that independence, I always used space. Yeah. You always used physical space, physical space, because I did that for college and I went a thousand miles away. Um, (laughs) I did that after college and moved to San Antonio from Laredo. Yeah. So you just, there needs to be a barrier, you know, there just needs to be something what would you do separate. if your parents lived here in San Antonio? Um, just have to let them know, like, hey, we're not available all the time. Like, if you want to do some stuff, that's cool. But, well, and, and that's the, the thing that, so your parents understand. It's like, I'm doing my own thing. Like, yeah, because my parents do their own thing. Yeah, your dad, like, <laughs> works on cars and what tinkers, as he calls it. And your mom is constantly she's busy. She's doing her own thing. She's like. 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't even come up with, like, a good. No. metaphor for what she is she's, she's a living, woman possessed 100 her best life all the time she's a shark yeah she's a shark for sure if she stops moving she will die yeah totally, totally. but 
with my parents, it's very, it's very much like, oh, so what are we doing? You know, like, what are, when are you coming to us? Like they're, they just, they just want to be active and engaged with people. And that's, and that's all well and good. Like it's, it's healthy. So, I mean, I guess the question is like, so that way we feel like we're helping people Mm. navigate this. What tips, what actionable things can we offer people about this so that they, you know, you know what I mean? Exercises. You just need to have a crucial conversation. It's, it's painful with whoever it is that feels like they are owed some sort of your time or some mm. portion of your time. <clears throat> you just need to make it explicitly clear unless you have some sort of housing situation. You know, it's like it's always going to be number one, number two, number one, number two. Like it doesn't matter. It's always going to be us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's going to be everyone else. You know, like if there's time, if we don't need to decompress or something, then, you know, we can make time for people. But I think it's also about having the conversation with your spouse, too, about who you as maybe you as the spouse, who you feel like maybe your spouse is putting ahead of you. Mm. And you're kind of like in the most loving way of like, I kind of feel sometimes that you put this person ahead of me. And we've had that conversation before. And it makes before. me feel certain top mm-hmm. way. Yep, we had that conversation before. If you can just let me, you know what I'm saying? Can we talk about that for a minute or whatever? <laughs> and you may get a little butthurt about it. Yeah. Which is the route that I took. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, you just got to have to confront your own feelings about it. It's like, well, so then again, was I doing that? I was. Okay, why was I doing that? Because I didn't want to have that conversation with them. It's like, okay, well, who do you answer to? Do you answer yeah. to them? Do you answer to yourself? Or to the unit? Right. To the marriage? Right. And it's also, I understand too, like, the level of distance between these people can be almost incremental in how much you ignore it, you know? Because then it's also like, well, if they live far away or if say it's like your parents, for example, and they live far away and I only really have to deal with them once every couple of months. So I'll just do it, you know? Mm. And then it's like, sure, that happens. But a lot of times I think, especially what your spouse notices is on the back end. After you deal with them, how much you change, what energy you bring back into the relationship from it. And I know for me, that was where I was coming from, where it was just like, yo, we go down to Laredo and then we come back and you are not okay for a week. And I got to deal with that. (laughs) So let's handle it now. I just have a lot of like things that I just need to work through and I just keep (laughs) siloing them away. Oh Lord. Because one of that is like the finance thing, right? Yes. Which is the previous podcast where I felt like, you know, like I just feel like I need to bring something to the relationship. If I don't feel like I'm contributing, then I feel yeah a certain type of way. And it's the same thing with my parents. I don't, or just like parents in general, I don't feel, I don't want to assume the role of teenager, like the role of child. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, every time I go home, that is essentially what I feel like. Like you have to allow your child to make mistakes. You also have to acknowledge that your child isn't is, a child. Is your offspring, but they are not a child. They have not been a child for I don't know how many years. Yeah, yeah. You know, and unfortunately, I cannot, I cannot compartmentalize those feelings when I go home. Right. And so right. the only way that I feel like I can truly be independent is by putting this physical space. Right. So you just leave. 
Whereas yeah. for me, I get, and I think a lot of that is because my parents, yeah, again, having that certain level of just like, you know, just so you know, we are ready for you to be gone when you're ready to be gone. Like not in a bad way, but just like setting, they definitely always set the standard of the goal for us is for you to be self-sufficient and right. leave us. Then we know we have done our job well when you leave us and we will miss you, but bye, you know? Um, now that we're back because of our situation, they still very much have that kind of mentality of just like, you're grown. I haven't had to think about you financially in a long time, and I don't want to go back to that. So, you know, chill here because we're happy to have you. We enjoy your company, but like, when you're ready to go again, bye. You know? <laughs> so let's summarize this by saying that we clearly do not have the answers again. We don't. Because <laughs> I have not dealt with these inner demons and I still struggle with them. And so I am in no position to advise you, the listener slash viewer. Um, well, even if it's not even that you can't advise, but you can say you're not alone in the struggle that you're having. Yeah. That's very true. You're not alone. Traditionally, parents are, are difficult to deal with, whether they come from like, whether they are you know, a force of good mm -hmm. or they are a detriment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they are their own people. Always. Um, hopefully they, they love and appreciate you and you do the same. Yes. Um, but, you know, people make mistakes. People aren't perfect. It's okay to love someone from afar. All that to say, hopefully we've at least given you some tantalizing thought for how you approach mm. leaving and cleaving in your own relationship and or creating a pecking order in your own relationships. Hopefully we've given you something to think about. <laughs> mm. I hope so. Right? Because, I mean, that's all we can really do, to be quite honest. Because we don't know anything. We're not psychologists. We're just a married couple that is dealing with it. And let me just say that these podcasts are hard. They're very hard. People are hitting us with serious topics. Well, I'm just thinking about, like, Trying to stay on message and yeah, so you remember trying you to make always, salient points. You see how you always talk about when you're listening to podcasts and you're like, man, you, people like ramble Keep and go ramble. off stuff. And it's like, yeah, because how do you, that's how conversations are. You ramble. and So hopefully somewhere in this discussion, you found something that was useful, even if it was just realizing that, hey, your favorite aunt and uncle are going through it too. Figuring it out. Wow, they're a big mess. Hmm. Just like me. Or not like me. Wow, I'm doing a lot better than them. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that makes us more relatable to you. Maybe it turns you off. Lord knows. Who knows? But at the end of the day, we'll see you next week. Yes. Thanks for listening slash watching the Beast Podcast. We love you. Bye. Platonically bye. <laughs> Platonically bye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>